it's Zemo here. This week we are talking about maybe I am little bit good guy and how John Walker finally did something interesting. So here we are, the number one ginger hosted podcast in the world, the Infinity Watch Podcast. Gosh. I'll never get old. It'll never get old. Zemo. <laughs> the Zemo accent. I'm not gonna lie, it. I feel like I feel like throughout the uh throughout the season, uh my Zemo voice has been improving and it's now at a level that I'm very happy with. I'm I'm happy for you, Eric. Thank I'm you. happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm joined with my lovely co-host here, Eric, and we are joined in person by our good friend Dan. Hey, yo. Welcome back. Dan was on our podcast in season one at least a couple times, I think, right? Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Three times, probably. It's good times. And and now we are back in person. Yeah. So Zemo, Zemo is better than Pietro. I hadn't heard Zemo yet. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Pietro was rough. It was rough, you know. I th- I think the Pietro, uh, I nailed that one, too. So <laughs> <laughs> It was several characters in one. Hey! You know? Morphing Pietro. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. This is episode 13. We are here to discuss episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But before we do that, we're going to jump over to Dan, um, get some background on Dan. Background. What? I've been here three times already. I know. Shit. <laughs> okay, Dan, I know I know how and why you're a nerd, but what is, what is your background in, in Marvel and all these types of things? Oh, man. I don't even know if we talked about that. The first stuff that I ever read, somebody threw the first issue of infinity gauntlet at me so like oh that's that was that was it so i read that and uh started collecting some stuff in the 90s and hit on that boom when all that stuff was going on and kind of been in and out ever since so man what a like to start off reading infinity gauntlet is your first you know (laughs) the bar is high threw you right into the deep end yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Awesome, I love it. What is? Uh, do you have a, a favorite character in general? Oh yeah, Thanos. Thanos, of course. <laughs> nice. I have to ask. Uh, <laughs> wow. Th- no one else knows this, but Dan's license plate might just be Thanos. It, it might be. be. It might not it be. It is so rare for someone's f- like favorite comic book character to be a villain. That's fucking awesome. I can't. I cannot think of many people if anyone where they just like uh i mean no no hesitation there either that's a that's awesome is he a a villain though eric is he well i mean i'm on his side but a lot of people would call me a villain (laughs) so let's misunderstood yeah you know i was like you know maybe he you know when he killed half of all existence we misunderstood that (laughs) it's very possible it's very possible i love it though what a great character. And it's also probably not common that like your favorite character is literally the first issue you ever read. But I, I mean, probably what made it the favorite character. Like, yeah, oh, this guy's going to kill everybody. Nice. So you're basically like the OG Thanos fan. That's right. Pretty much. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, That's right. I love it. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you here. Um, let's jump right into news. Um, 
first item, I had to bring this up because, as you know, on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate all of our episodes and movies out of six full Infinity Stones. <laughs> and there was a trailer that came out this week. I hate trailers, okay? Everyone knows this. I hate trailers. I don't like watching them. But I watched one this week, and it was six out of six Infinity Stones. And that was the trailer yeah. for Loki, the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus series. Did both of you guys watch it? I have not watched that. Oh, yet. shit. Oh, man. Eric, did you watch it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. I'm not sure if it is it good. Is it six, Eric? Because Tom gives everything six. <laughs> oh my True? gosh. No, actually, I I actually I believe that was my text to Tom after he sent me oh, that video. Right. I, I said that is a six out of six Infinity Stone trailer. It's uh I wouldn't say I was worried about Loki, but like that logo's dog shit and I will say I was worried about it. Just yeah. Being frank. But like th- I am. I couldn't be any more on board after this trailer. Like, wow. I, that, sh- that looks uh, amazing based on that. I'm, is there maybe a way without us spoiling it for Dan? Like, oh, I'm good with spoilers. You're good. Eric, what would, like, what were your favorite parts of it? Do you want to, like, kind of give some color to the whole trailer? <sighs> I mean, I watched it when you sent it to me a week ago and haven't watched it since. So, as far as specifics go, I'm not sure if I'm going to remember much, but I know in general what I liked is somehow in a weird way, it almost seemed like more your traditional, like this seems like the Marvel action just going a mile a minute, classic Marvel that I wanted from both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I still feel like I haven't really gotten yet. But uh, this trailer, for it seemed like a movie trailer. Also, yeah. Owen Wilson's the shit. I fucking love that guy. Uh, their Loki and Owen Wilson's relationship seems like it's going to be fun. It doesn't seem forced. They seem like they have great chemistry. Um, God, so, it, it just looks awesome. I'm watching it right now. Like A lot of the trailer has to do with this organization called the Time Variance Authority which it seems Owen Wilson works for. And so obviously like Loki just, this is the Loki that was in Avengers Endgame, right? That took the Tesseract. And so a lot of it has to do with that time travel aspect and making sure that like the flow of time stays the right way, I guess maybe the best way to put it, Eric. Yeah, Yeah. And they like show this clip of like the main time stream and like these variances going off of it. And it just like, I a hundred percent agree, Eric, it looks super cinematic. Yes. It just looks really good. I I don't know. I just like wasn't that hyped for this show. I love Loki, but I feel like sometimes he's a bit overdone, maybe. Um, but it just it just looks really good. It looks like it spans a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, I it's hard to describe why I love it, but hundred percent watch it. Break it up. You're gonna see a bunch of different Lokis, right? So that's the theory, anyways. Yeah, I mean, we've had kid Loki, we've had, what, female Loki, we've had all types of Lokis, but, I don't know, the trailer, I thought the, or the, the, the poster I thought looked like shit, yes. um, and the logo looks like shit, yeah, and so, so maybe so I, like, bad. that made it, the expectations even lower, I don't know, but I, you should 100% watch it. I feel like the lower expectation, for me, I mean, give me lower expectations for everything I care about, and I'll be yeah, right. happy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, and unfortunately, this trailer has now rocketed my expectations into the stratosphere. Um, I'm sure you're going to be disappointed then. When we <laughs> you're right. I hope 100%. I'm not. I hope 100%. I'm not. It looks really good. 
Um, but yeah, ch- check out that trailer if you want, or don't if you don't want your expectations raised. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's actually a very legitimate, like, maybe don't watch it, actually. Yeah. That might be my recommendation, and just go into this uh, this series completely fresh, because it looks like it'll be good. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, all right, so apparently the big thing right now is just the blank cut of everything. So you got the Snyder <laughs> cut of Justice League. Everyone is making cuts of everything, right? And so... Obviously, last week we got our first shot, kind of viral shot from Falcon and the Winter Soldier of Baron Zemo dancing. And the internet went crazy. like, this is the best part of this episode. So Marvel released the Zemo cut. That's what people were dubbing it. And it's literally just like a 30-second clip of him dancing from this episode. And so that was a thing. I don't know. I don't think Eric was a fan, if I, if I recall. No, I, I, I hate that kind of shit. I don't find it cute. I don't find it entertaining. Uh, I was glad they cut it out of the episode. It was a weird, it would have been, it was a weird inclusion for the five seconds. It would have been weirder every second longer that it was intended to go. So I'm glad they made it as short as they did. Uh, we don't need to see, uh, we don't need to see Zemo d- dancing like an asshole like he's not like there's no rhythm there's i don't know it's so very weird character moment unlike eric i enjoy fun and i thought it was funny <laughs> this, is, this is a quick little funny you know it's who cares but i gotta chuck a lot of it myself yeah it, it's I mean, that's fair i will that's say fair. it is weird that like they're they filmed that much of him dancing you know like, <laughs> like for what it was like it was like maybe two seconds in the episode or something like that yeah i was surprised to hear there was a secret cut version yeah. of it <laughs> i mean i guess like when you film anything you film a, a bunch of it it was just it's just a weird thing but uh the internet likes stuff like that true um but you know following the same vein here of eric hating something <laughs> oh, and i'll no. join him um oh sony just signed a new uh, deal yeah. with netflix for streaming rights on their upcoming films. So um, it seems like uh, we won't be seeing Spider-Man on Disney Plus uh, anytime in the future at all. And so there's that. I don't know. Did they not put Homecoming on Disney Plus? No. Yeah, it's it's all yeah, it's all separate since Sony owns that. And so I think the upcoming Spider-Man spinoff films uh, like uh, Morbius and whatnot will be on Netflix, and I think going forward in 2022, all of their stuff will be on That's Netflix. That's all going to be garbage anyways. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sony, you're a bitch. That's all I got to say. I think I said via text, and I think it's accurate, is Sony is totally the fuckboy of all movie studios. <laughs> yes. It's just, uh, yeah. I yeah, I, I hate uh, almost everything they do. <laughs> and uh, What do you guys think about that? You think that... Uh, Mr. Feige is going to let them kind of pretend to integrate to MCU. It's so weird, you know, and of course I'm sure Mr. By Mr. Feige, you mean our Lord and savior, yeah, Kevin right. Feige. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wonder, like, I wonder what they think of that. I feel like he prizes is like, let them have their little fun. It's not part of our MCU, even if they pretend right. it to be, you know, it's kind of like agents of shield. It's not really uh, canon shots, mouth. shots fired. <laughs> Dan loves Agents of Shield. I know that, but I I like Agents of Shield. Um, it's not bad, but it's just not canon. Yeah, fair. Fight, fight me. No, I mean fair. I don't. Th- yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah, I I uh, it just I hate that this is just gonna muddy up like the universe when it doesn't have to. If Sony just didn't fucking suck, 
yeah. it just it just kind of dilutes it and it probably confuses more people than it needs to yeah you know so sony's gonna sony True. somehow that venom movie made like over a billion dollars right um, <laughs> what? did, did you guys look really? that or no I thought Venom. Uh, let's see. I need to figure out how much it actually grossed. Okay, I'm sorry. 850 million. Still That's a lot insane. of money. Insane. Yeah. For a movie that, like, okay, I watched and I was like, all right, that was a Venom movie. It could have been a million times better. It. W- I wouldn't say it was good. It was all right. But like, I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's like you're, you it was were a popcorn glad you movie, it, right? Yeah, I mean, watch it seven times, but. I probably would never watch decent. it again, yeah. but it was like it was like yeah, I, like that was entertaining for sure. Yeah. But it definitely was not on par with it. It would be the worst MCU movie if it was an MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, By like far. Hulk but, is know, a better movie than Venom in my opinion. Oh yeah. yeah, easily, easily. But you know, but they're close. <laughs> to be fair, Sony's not Sony's not going to learn a lesson when they make almost nine hundred million dollars <laughs> yeah. on a decent movie. Yeah, you know, that's so. Tough. Can I just say I this movie is going to be awful but i am a little curious on what mobius is gonna be like because i'm sure it's gonna be a shit show i'm sure oh my god jared leto kind of related to spider-man but not really it's gonna be a shit show the joker didn't work out so i guess i'll do this vampire marvel thing you know so unreal we'll see i'm gonna try to come to market with that before blade i forget um yeah, it'll have, it'll probably definitely be out before Blade. I think. I don't think Blade's even started doing any like production production. No. Right? Yeah, that's true. It'll all so. be worth it if Blade gets to kill Mobius. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh! Now I want to watch Blade. Shit. Okay, we got to keep going because we got this is a long episode today. Um, I got a few a few little tidbits. Okay, where <laughs> I'm not even gonna preface this. Okay, apparently. There's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode five cameo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you've watched WandaVision, if you were on the internet when WandaVision was out, these cameo articles and rumors are going to kill us again, I think. But uh, basically, last month, the showrunner of the show sent everyone into a tizzy because he said that there was going to be a surprise cameo from, quote, a very, very grounded character with, quote, strong personality. Um, and they and, also said it's going to make people cry. I don't know if you got I that part of the quote, but I, yeah, I didn't even see that part. I just saw that he said that uh, he would like to see this person partnered with one of the big world shakers like Thor. Um, but now there's the slash film has more details about it. They say, quote, this character is not one that we've seen in the MCU before and not one who is primed to appear in an upcoming film. However, we have learned it is an existing Marvel Comics character who is played by a well-known performer. Luke Cage? She-Hulk. Oh! She-Hulk all the way. Wait. Is that, is, that, is that your guess or are you reading that? This is this is the I guess. Mean, this is the guess by everyone on the internet right I now. I mean, she's primed to be in content, so that ain't happening. In a show. They said film, though. I think that's the tricky uh, word. Yeah, that's the tricky word. An upcoming film. Uh, I don't know. I think I, that's I, too much fuckery. I don't, there's no way. I'm, yeah, I think I'm I don't with Dan know who, here. you know. They're not putting her in no, this show. No, no way. It's not going to be She-Hulk. I think it's Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's probably not going to be that big of a person. It'll probably just be some reference. Um, maybe uh, it's 
um, Elijah Bradley, who plays Patriot in the Young Avengers. We saw a little kid with Eli, or what? Or what's the guy's name? Uh, shoot, what's uh, what's the guy's name that we saw? Isaiah. In, uh, what's that? Isaiah. 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 Isaiah is who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, we saw I- Isaiah Bradley. Um, so maybe that's possible. One of the young Avengers popping up, but, the, but uh, that wouldn't be a cameo. I mean, that character was shown. He was in the house with Isaiah, right? Eli was there. Yeah. Like we saw him. That's not a, I didn't read what you just read. So that's the first I heard it. I wouldn't think from hearing that that would be a, a minor character. It sounds like if it's going to be impactful, it's going to be a well-known yeah. yep. character played so. by a well-known performer too. Everyone was saying someone from Wakanda, but I think someone already debunked that Black Panther would show up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're just reliving WandaVision again with this whole cameo business. <laughs> yeah. And probably would be better off just not even knowing that this was happening. Imagine if it's somehow Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. I don't know how or why, but they got to get Michael B. Jordan back in the MCU. Yeah, I don't know why that dude died. Yeah, that was I don't was know why he died. I don't know why choice. Ulysses Claw died. Yeah. Still pisses me off. But it is interesting to note that um, the last two episodes of this show were about 50 minutes each. This one is going to be longer. They say it'll be 61 minutes, including credits. Love it. So the longest episode so far. Yeah. This these, is a rumor. This, um, the episode we're talking about today was the longest so far, right? Yes. Okay. I I will get into it, but I think that was very much to its benefit. So I'm, so I'm happy to see them, uh, go a little longer for the last three, two. For sure. I think it's official. I think they said that next episode is the longest of the season. Is it? Wow. It was kind of the same, uh, what what was it? The season, the series finale of WandaVision was the longest. Um, and so it's interesting that this next one will be the longest and we have one more after it. So, but also um, the, the penultimate episode of WandaVision was the best episode. I think, uh, I think you and I are in agreement there. Um, I wonder if the same will be true about this series or, or if it will ramp up all the way to the last episode. I mean, yeah, we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting. This whole six episode thing has been interesting. So, all right. Um, moving on, there is reports out right now that an animated Deadpool rated R series for Hulu starring Ryan Reynolds in the lead role is being discussed. So I kind of see this as like the Harley Quinn show is working out for DC, right? And they just want to capitalize. So, um, it is worth noting that there was a Deadpool animated series that was rated R that was being developed for the, uh, channel fx by donald glover um and his brother i believe but that never really came to fruition uh there was some controversy there too regarding that but it seems like marvel is still keen on creating some sort of animated series for deadpool yeah i i really like ryan reynolds and i think he's great as deadpool but i would have much rather seen the donald glover version of that show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. no anything that guy touches is gold, so. yeah uh yeah super pumped for the next season of atlanta and literally everything that guy does um and i is like i mean i get why they're doing it but do we need a an animated deadpool show just put him in 
movies. Just put him in more. Make him the new Stan Lee. Just put him in every movie. Who cares? He'll do it. He for sure would do right. it. <laughs> yeah, just buck up the money and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to see more Deadpool movies. They, they, there's a lot, a long break in between these movies here. And so let's give us some more Deadpool in the MCU. And I, I hope that we see him more often now. I know that Disney's probably a little bit hesitant to include more rated R stuff. I don't but, think you're going to you have know. long breaks anymore, though, right? I mean, they've got new content coming out every week for like two years <laughs> if the schedule holds. Yeah, it's crazy. With all the delays, everything's piled up. Yeah, and, and now we're finally getting a movie for the first time, you know, in July. Um, I know that the schedule did get a little bit backed up um, with Loki and whatnot, but I think we're going to be back on schedule pretty soon here. So, hey, you know. We'll see. So you guys are happy. You get to watch. You get to watch Black Black Widow at home, right? Eric's happy for sure. Yeah. I know that. I'll probably go see it in theaters and then watch it at home again a few times. <laughs> That's because I'm crazy. All right, last little bit of news. Eric's favorite movie, Marvel's uh, The Eternals. Apparently, the director Chloe Zhao is still editing the film. Um, she's still tweaking it, you know, and doing whatever she is doing to it, you know, uh, the movie comes out in like six months. I don't think that's super abnormal. I don't know. I suppose if you're sitting with a bunch of time ahead of you, maybe you just want to change a few things after you watched a gazillion times. But that was reported on this week. November 5th, 2021 is when it's supposed to come out. We'll see if that still happens. There's two movies before it. So yeah, I just, I go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was going to say, what is before it? Black Widow and then Doctor Strange? No, uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi. Yep. Right. So nice. Black Widow took Shang-Chi's uh, release date. Shang-Chi got moved to like September, I believe, September 3rd. And uh, Eternals is holding on to November 5th right now. And so we'll see if that happens. You know, this is Eric's favorite movie because Kevin Feige said it was the most breathtaking <laughs> pitch. No, it's not. The most I have groundbreaking against... movie of all time. I just, Something. my hackles get raised whenever I hear hollywood types be like this is the greatest project i've ever worked on ever no, no one's ever done this will ever come close to the brilliance that is the eternals and it's just that I'm shit drives me crazy world. yeah but uh, but by that same logic i'm i hope that uh that shang chi is just gonna be, quietly be like a ridiculously awesome action movie. And I think that's very possible. Um, Cause I haven't heard shit about Shang-Chi. And, and I think a, a big part of it is like, cause people don't know who Shang-Chi is or anything about that character. So there's not a lot of interest, but I'm really hoping that's going to be like a uh, guardians of the galaxy type. Like nobody fucking knew who the guardians of the galaxy were until the, the movie. Um I think I, I'm I'm super stoked for Shang Chi. I forgot that it was coming out that that soon, but it's like the yeah, opposite uh, the opposite thought process. It's like the more I hear about how good the Eternals is going to be, the more I'm sure it's going to suck. And the less I hear anything about Shang Chi, I'm like, oh, they might be they might be working on a gem here, just quietly working away. Uh, or I could be completely wrong, and the Eternals will be amazing, and Shang Chi will be awful. <laughs> I mean, there, there's been like a lot of uh, toy leaks that have been coming out for that recently. I don't really like talking about those too much because I feel like it's, uh, I don't know, it just takes away from some of the fun a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If people aren't aware of the characters and whatnot. But uh, 
it seems like it'll be interesting. I'm super excited for it. Um, I hope it's good. Because, uh, yeah, it is weird. We're kind of, we don't hear about that too often. Yeah. And there's a lot of other TV shows, you know, Marvel's What If, the animated series is supposed to come out before Shang-Chi. And in between Shang-Chi and Eternals, Miss Marvel is supposed to come out. Hawkeye is supposed to come out near the end of the year as well. I wouldn't be surprised if that pushed into 2022. And then before the end of the year, we're supposed to get Spider-Man 3 as well. And so, like Dan said, there's no breaks here in the MCU. Um, we will have about a month off uh, once this show, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, ends. And so maybe we'll throw some movies uh, in there maybe for fun or something. But that once that break is done, because Loki's release date moved to uh, June 11th, once that break is done, we're kind of like pedal to the metal for the rest of ever, it seems. So we'll see. Did you say Spider-Man 3 is coming out this year, 2021? Yes. Wow. Yep. Okay. The end of the year. It's supposed to come out on uh, December 17th, I believe. It's crazy. Four movies and then four more next year. It's just keep coming at you, keep coming at you. Now I'm questioning myself. Spider-Man. <laughs> which home is it? Spider-Man. No knows? Way Home. No Way yep, Home. 2021. Wow. Okay. Bring it, December bring it 17th. on. Seventeenth. There it is. And Sony says only in theaters. So, yeah, we'll see wah, how that wah. works out for you. All right, Eric, you got any other news for us today? Uh, no, not this week. They're filming the uh, the Obi Wan show, and some sets are leaking. And guess what? It looks like Tatooine. Big fucking surprise. So what? <laughs> yeah. You could say that about every Star Wars property ever. <laughs> yeah, right. Even it probably would be true. Even if Tatooine's not the planet. Looking at you, Jakku. Right. But uh Yeah, what the Jakku, whatever the fuck that <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, Tatooine too. In a galaxy far, far away where every planet is a sand <laughs> planet, apparently. That looks exactly the goddamn same. And all planets only have one uh like biosphere for the entire planet. <laughs> every planet is basically Tunisia. Just the entire planet. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Good tax incentives. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's going to really suck because then we get the Dune movie that's supposed to come out at the end of the year, which is also, guess what? Another fucking desert planet. <laughs> yeah, but, desert know, planet. Star Wars stole from that first. So, all right. True. You guys didn't get the big Black Adam news? Oh, you got some news for us? Let's drop it. What do we the, got? the Rock's going to run for president. He's running for president again? <laughs> No, that's he'll, that he'll he run for president at some point. Silly stuff. <laughs> they started filming that movie, right? Black Adam. I think I think that comes out this year or maybe early yeah, next year. Let's take yeah. a look here. So uh, so I always thought that Black Adam was going to come out with against Shazam. But it seems like they're doing some. Oh, 2022, it says. Well, I think because the because um, it's the rock, they're trying to make him more of an antihero than just like a Shazam villain. Yeah, right. Which I I get. But. Shazam coming out July 29th, 2022. And then there's been some casting as well, I believe. Who joined that film? And that is attached to the Black Adam stuff. I can't remember who it was. I, I Yeah, I don't know. But I saw that uh, the their little, what do you call that, little clipboard thing that uh, the directors use. I know that uh, Dwayne oh, The Rock Johnson posted a picture showing that they started filming that, which is exciting. Yeah. So we'll see, yeah. Yeah, that's one Black I Adam. care zero about, but I'll definitely still watch it, and I'm, I'm probably, it will be enjoyable. Oh, but... I figured out what it was. I did see this. Pierce Brosnan joined the film. 
Oh, that's Doctor Fate. Fate. You're right. You're oh, right. right. Yeah, that is pre- that's good casting. That is good casting. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes me want to watch it a lot more because I like Pierce Brosnan and Doctor Fate has always been kind of like that cool kind of mystical weird character in DC. So yeah, super awesome. All right, let's jump into it. We got a big big episode today. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four of six. It is titled "The Whole World Is Watching," and they sure were. So let's jump into this. We're going to go in chronological order, uh, kind of scene by scene. Though apparently every scene in this entire episode is like, "Hey, we're in Latvia." Hey, did you know we're in Latvia? Hey, this is Latvia. Like every single second. But we'll get to that because let me just say, this episode opened up, and I was like, okay, well, let's see what this one's got. It's been kind of trending upward for me the whole the whole series, and then it opens up with the sound of Wakanda, and then Wakanda shows up on the screen, and then it says six years ago, and I was like, all right, all right, Kev, you piqued my interest here. I wasn't expecting Wakanda to show up, and we see basically this really cool sequence of I don't know how to how to pronounce it. Is it just Ayo or Ayo? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go sure. with Ayo. Um, one of the Dora Milaje. Yeah, one of the Dora Milaje. I'll call her Ayo throughout this entire episode. It's her and Bucky, and they're kind of by this fire. And she starts going through that Russian winter soldier Hydra sequence, you know, these, the sequence of words that turns him into the winter soldier and is, you know, under the control of Hydra. And uh, we see these series of flashbacks with the winter soldier and all these things he did uh, while he was under Hydra control. And at the very end, we realize that he is now free from you know, these words that used to control him. And I, I thought it was like a really cool way to open the episode. What did you, what did you guys think? Dan? Oh, I thought it was great. Actually, the, the bookend of this episodes were the, made the whole episode for me. So, um, yeah, I thought that was probably my favorite part of the whole episode actually. Yeah. I, I, uh, I totally, I loved it. I instantly, I, I kind of felt the same as you, Tom, where I, as you know, anybody who's been listening to this show knows I've not been overly impressed with this series so far. And this instantly, I was like, Oh shit, let's, let's fucking go. We're in Wakanda. Now we, we got, we're <laughs> like, we see the, uh, we see the winter soldier basically being trained to, uh, kind of yeah like you said like break free of the shackles of this whatever you want to call like mind control whatever um and sebastian fucking stan is such an underrated actor like i never realized how good i mean he's so fucking good and just cast him as luke skywalker god damn it like (laughs) Just he looks do. just like Mark Hamill. He looks kind of just freaky. like Mark Hamill. He's an incredible actor. Just cast him as Luke Skywalker before he ages out of it. Please just do it. Please. Is that a thing? Are people pushing for that? Oh, I, yeah. I, I am. That. That's a great idea, though. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I don't know if people are serious. Like, I think there's a very strong sect of Star Wars fans, and I get it, who are like, Mark Hamill's the one true Luke Skywalker. There can never be another Luke Skywalker. Oh, give me a fucking it's break! Like, yeah, but it's like, dude, ju- man, just let Sebastian Stan do like one movie as Luke Skywalker. It would be so sick. He would do such a good job. It almost makes too much sense 
uh, yeah. that they probably won't do it. You know yeah, what I mean? I think I don't think they will do it. But it's kind of like when we wanted Chris Pratt to be Indiana Jones, you know, and it's just like, yeah, that would probably make sense. It would make millions of dollars, but uh, can't do that because Harrison Ford wants to make uh, <laughs> he's gonna a be, retirement home film. You know, he's going to be Indiana Jones until he's 100 years old for sure. Um, I actually believe I totally missed this. I I believe uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, yeah, just joined. Um, Is it Bridges? As the lead. I think it's Bridges, plural. No, it's just Bridge. Really? Just bridge. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm look unless all these articles are wrong. No, no, Phoebe, I, I'm sure I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, she joined as the lead female. Uh, actor in the new Indiana Jones film. So she's going to be, I think they're going to do female Indiana Jones's daughter or something. And then she'll have her own franchise. Well, yeah. what they're going to do is they're going to hint at it. And then five years from now, Harrison Ford's going to be like, uh, I'm just kidding. I still want to be Indiana Jones. And then they're just going to the let Shia him. Be, yeah. They're just going to forget about her. And uh, he's just going to be Indiana Jones yet again. They're going to kill him off just like they did Han Solo, and then they'll just Ooh. be done with him. They're writing yeah. these people off. Seriously. Well, in, in between filming these movies, he'll crash 17 planes as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, just in his normal, regular life. Like some bones. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back. We're back in Wakanda. I will just say, okay, I have to be the devil's advocate with everything. Um, you definitely see the budget in Wakanda because I feel like they started showing Wakanda. And, of course – the power of music, the Wakanda music in the MCU is perfect. You hear those little like drum yeah. beat things going and you're like, oh shit, here we go. Like Wakanda, but the Wakanda, in this show, <laughs> the Wakanda in this show is really just a bunch of just like trees. Yeah, they're just at a fire. Not yeah. Deal. It just, I don't know. I was just well, like, I, mean, I don't know. This... That makes sense. Story wise though. You wouldn't be fucking with the winter soldier in the middle of the most technologically advanced city in the world. Like you, you gotta do that outside of that town. The trees, the trees look like they went behind Kevin Feige's mansion and just filmed a quick shot of some trees. I'm just, you know, I mean, what do they have to have special trees in what? Yeah, <laughs> apparently, like, apparently I'm like really specific here. I mean, that's fair, but that didn't stand out to me. I thought that was fine. You, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't reason, be doing it that. bothered me. I don't know. <laughs> but the scene after it, I was like, okay, that was great. I'll forgive it because the scene was great. But I was just like, you know, it's dark and there's just some trees and they just, I don't know. They were isolated and in, in case it didn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess you don't want, uh, you, you know, the white wolf exactly. going, going ape on everyone. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Out well, in the city. guess what, guys? We're headed to Latvia. If you didn't know, that's where we're at. We're in Latvia because every goddamn scene is in Latvia. Um, and so <laughs> we go back to where the last episode ends. And uh, Ayo and and Bucky are kind of standing in this in this alley. And she's basically like, I don't know. Bucky says in Wakanda, he says he's a means to an end. And Ayo replies, eight hours, White Wolf. Then we come for him. Um, just a super cool scene, you know. Um, I was like, okay, like, you know, he kind of went off privately away from Zemo and Sam. And I was kind of surprised he walks into this little fancy Latvian apartment that they're all sharing. It's like Three's Company, Marvel's, Marvel Studio style. Uh, and he's just like, well, the Wakandans are here and they want Zemo. Like, for some reason, I thought he was going to, like, keep it secret, but it's <laughs> yeah. kind of laid all of his cards out there. So that was weird. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. <laughs> this is, Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to like I wasn't going to say this until the end but this episode 
just felt like it was an episode of great one-liners and lines. It just spread across the entire episode. There were so many things. I was like, wow, that was a great line just throughout the entire thing. Um, and so we're in this little – I like how it's Three's Company in Latvia here. We're in the uh, we're in the little Latvian apartment, and Zemo and Sam and Bucky are having this conversation about the Flag Smashers, Super Soldier Serums, and whatnot. And so there's this little quote here, and then, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Zemo says, she's a supremacist. They're talking about Carly Morgenthau. She's a supremacist. The very concept of a super soldier will always trouble people. It's that warped aspiration that led to Nazis, to Ultron, to the Avengers, to which Sam says, hey, those are our friends you're talking about. And Bucky says, the Avengers, not the Nazis. Yeah, I laughed at that one. I I like the line, but I disagree with Zemo's present uh, premise here. I think that the aspect of a super soldier that gives people pause is way more the soldier than the super. <laughs> and I would not, um, I would not necessarily, just because Carly Morgenthau took the super soldier serum, I would not put her in the same bucket as a super soldier. I would say, um, and whether or not she's succeeding at this, I would say what she's trying to be is more of like a like a super revolutionary, not like a I I just I think it's different. Like I see what Zemo is saying here, but I I don't think that the existence of super powered people would give the larger population uh as much pause as he seems to think it would thoughts yeah i guess i kind of like i saw what he was saying as um like the presence of a super soldier serum right so just like the presence of a serum that gives people um just crazy you know abilities beyond what humanity is capable of um it kind of like leads people to aspire to be better than that and they see themselves as something other than human and better than human um, there was a really interesting conversation that they do that they have back and forth though, because Zemo's like, no one has ever, another Steve Rogers has never existed before. But then Sam is like, well, what about Bucky? You know, like he's been through all this crazy shit, but like right now and at his core, he's a good person. Right. And it's not really fucking him up too much. The only thing that fucked him up is the fact that he's been manipulated for half of a century by an evil organization that he, and he couldn't control himself. So and um, you could also argue think, the same for any of the Avengers. Just because they didn't take a super soldier serum, they're all still way more powerful than your average person. And if if the theory is power corrupts, which I agree to a large extent with that, like clearly that's not the case with everyone. And clearly that's especially not the case in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I think what's interesting, and we'll talk about it as as this episode continues and we go scene by scene, Zemo's talking about that aspiration to having that power, right? And maybe that aspiration corrupting people and making them make decisions that they normally wouldn't is I think this whole philosophical debate is personified in John Walker as a character, right? And so we'll see how that progresses through the episode and how certain people handle certain things and other people that maybe don't have all their shit together in the best way handle it a little bit differently. And so it's an interesting thing. It's 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 one of those... It's it's one of those philosophical questions that Marvel throws at us, kind of like the ship of Theseus in uh, WandaVision, where it's like there's not really a, an answer. It's just something to talk about, which is which is interesting. I, I like this part quite a bit. Um, 
from here, we kind of move over to what I just call the refugee camp, um, even though kind of the the people that are supporting the Flag Smashers don't call it a, a refugee camp. I believe they call it, they say they are internationally displaced people. Um, and so this kind of goes back to the debate of, you know, the the snap happened and, you know, all these borders kind of dissolved a little bit. You know, half the world disappeared and so people started working together that had never worked together before. You know, people had homes and jobs that they never had before. And the world was kind of working together because they had just been collectively decimated, right? And so now that everyone's back, everything's Almost kind like of going Thanos's back to normal. Almost like Thanos' plan worked. Hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Um, and so that that's kind of like the, the flag smashers and these people that are displaced. That's kind of their qualm with everything. So... I'm just going to call this the refugee camp. Uh, basically, Sam, Bucky, and Zemo are here, and they're looking for information on Donia Madonna's funeral, which is kind of a mentor of a lot of these people, and she had just passed away. And so the goal is then to basically find her funeral so that they could find Carly Morgenthau and her flag smashers and shut them down. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll say <laughs> Sam and Bucky keep going and just like, hey, do you know this lady? Hey, do you know? And everyone's shutting them down. Whereas uh, Zemo uses some Turkish delight candy to just get some kids to talk to him. Real creepy. And basically pro provide him all the info he needs. Real fucking creepy. I, I thought that was so creepy. Uh, I mean, clearly effective. Like, he knows what he was doing, but you could not come off more like a pedo if you tried. Wasn't he singing a song or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Baba Black Sheep? No, that's what it was, yeah. Just really <laughs> strange. It, was, it wasn't that. It was a nursery rhyme. Type yeah. Of I really like him in this this show um, better than Captain America. Oh, yeah. Same. Easily. Same. He's a great character. Yep. Yeah. You can tell he's always scheming. He's got something in the back of his head every time they show his face. Yeah. So <laughs> there's another great line here I thought was good is, you know, Zemo finds out basically what they've all been looking for, but doesn't tell them, right? This is like all he has is leverage. Um, and so Bucky starts getting real pissed and he's like, you know, kind of getting aggressive. And Sam says, take it easy. Don't engage him. He's just going to extort you and do his stupid little head tilt thing to which Zemo, he's kind of he always tilts his head when he's scheming a little bit. He just kind of straightens up a little bit, <laughs> which I thought was funny because it's like one of those things you realize that it happens all the time. But I never really thought about it until he just mentioned it. So. Um, interesting little scene though. You just, every, the last two episodes, Zemos steals every scene he's in, yeah. right? You know? Um, so that was great to see. Um, and then we also, okay, this is, a, this is something we need to talk about guys. Sam calls Sharon Carter on the phone and he asks her to keep her eyes on the refugee camp. And like, she's in mad rapport and she's like, well, now that, you know, uh, uh, now that the guy that created the super soldier serum, Dr. Nagel's dead, like mad is going crazy, but she's like walking around in like this, like posh ass area. All these like soldiers are around her and like she, you know, Sam's like, I'm sorry you're in this position. She's like, don't apologize. Just find Carly, which happens to be the same thing. The power broker wants. She's totally like the power broker, right? She oh, has yeah. to be the power broker. I can't see any other situation. That's interesting. Thought. Yeah, I think. I think it makes sense, but I almost think it makes so much sense that it's a fake out. Is it like the biggest red herring possible? I, yeah, I'm not. I don't I don't know. I'm less confident this week than I was last week. They do also 
name drop the power broker as a he in this episode for the first time again again which, right yeah yeah which uh yeah i don't so i don't know I, I stumbled across some some things you could do some snooping on that uh no there's a there's a website out there that marvel leaked explore yes fake travel website so there was some stuff on there that they took down but if you poke around with with Sharon Carter and Power Broker, you get some other uh, content on there. So, uh, oh shit, it has sound on <laughs> yeah, it. It's got it's got a Whoops. soundtrack and everything. Oh, it's like rap music when you go to the website. So the thing, and then the things that they removed, it was up for like a day, and they had a bunch of references to certain X Men. One was, uh, but they were just references though. It wasn't yeah. anything. It was like they called. I forget. It's like some like a plane or something was named Dokken, which is a uh, Wolverine's yeah. son. It was stuff like that. But but then weirdly, like the next day, they deleted all those references, which does uh, make you wonder a little bit. It's like, what's what's the deal with that? It's just weird. Like, you know, OK. There's two episodes left. I, I guess are we to believe that next episode they're just going to reveal who the power broker is and it's just going to be some brand new person we never have seen. I know like Marvel really loves and I feel like this is like a really cheap 21st century um, kind of uh, twist. They love doing like, oh, it was not a man. It was a woman all alone. Like they've done that a few times. I know in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the villain was kind of like that where it's just like, we're going to make you think this isn't a woman, but it's actually a woman, you know, and. I don't know. It, so I don't think you're finding out who it is at all in this uh, in this show. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because uh, Madripoor is a key key place for lots of future stuff. So I think we're going back there another time. I like and that. I, I don't think that I don't think that's going to be revealed. They're going to give us some power broker blue balls, is what you're yeah. saying. Mm. I kind of hope that's true. I like that a lot. Keep it a mystery. Yeah, that wouldn't be. I don't, I guess I could go either way on that one. Like I would be a little disappointed because I feel like there's a power broker, power broker, power. And I want to know who it is. I just, I, I, you know, I don't know. It just seems like Sharon Carter is way too set up over there. Yeah, something's going on with her for sure. Whether it's power broker or like they need to elaborate. Like what's her deal? She's running. Yeah, the she's whole like, poor me. I can't go back to the United States. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over in high town with of the a bunch of stolen paintings there. and an entire yeah. army working for me. Why the hell would you ever want to go back? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make any, there's something weird going on totally. there. You know, Something's maybe up. once you stoop Captain America, maybe everyone wants to be your friend. Unconfirmed. Maybe that's what it is. Unconfirmed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They had some fondue for sure. Um, okay. So we leave the refugee camp. We're back to just the normal street of Latvia outside their little apartment thing. And John Walker and Battlestar, they're, they're like, hey, you know, they, they find they find an air quotes, Bucky and Sam and Zemo. And uh, Bucky's like, how did you find us now? And uh, Battlestar is like, you think two Avengers can walk around Latvia without drawing attention? Says the guy with a gigantic star on his chest standing <laughs> next to Captain America in Latvia? Like you're giving them a hard time? Well, maybe they don't care, He's... though. I mean, I get it. It's just weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like him. But uh, John is clearly John Walker's clearly already losing it. He like almost like picks a fight with Bucky and Sam because they got Zemo out of prison 
And Sam's like, you know, like, just cool it before it gets weird, which is like, too late, buddy. It's already weird. John Walker's <laughs> weird. Um, but basically, you know, they're like, okay, we want to find Carly Morgenthau and reason with her. And John's like, fuck that. Like, why reason with her? But then, you know, uh, Sam's like, I used to do this. You know, I used to talk to, you know, trauma people from war all the time. Um, and so he says, just give me 10 minutes with Carly and we'll sort this out. And this kind of starts getting us towards like the third act almost of this, of this episode. It feels like it's a little bit drawn out, but, um, John ends up handcuffing Zemo to the wall while they go after Carly (laughs) to which Zemo says aggressive, but I get it. Uh, which is just like another great line. You know, it's every time Zemo talks, I'm happy. Um, and basically like Sam starts talking to Carly. He says to her, he says, I'm not your enemy. I agree with your fight. I just can't get with the way you're fighting it. And he's actually like kind of getting somewhere with her. They're like talking like people, which was nice. And of course, uh, fucking John Walker. He's like, I'm Captain America. You're under arrest. He like runs in <laughs> yeah, and fucks, up the fucks whole thing. everything up. Just fucks everything up completely. He's like roid raging hardcore. Um, and this huge chase ensues. And I'll stop there for right now in case you guys want to say anything before we kind of go on to the next sequence. I don't have anything. Real. My only note for this scene is fuck John Walker. I just, I hate, I just yeah. hate that character so much. I mean, I'm less, and we'll get into it more as the episode goes on, but I'm less annoyed by that character now because he has like, things are happening now like he's interesting to me finally after this episode but like yeah yeah fuck john walker who who needs a MacGuffin when you just got some character that's gonna fuck up every situation (laughs) and cause drama along the way right because uh, he basically carly's like okay nope and the fuck out of there she starts running away and basically this building's like an entire maze they can't figure out where the fuck they're at zemo escapes um and then like somehow finds Carly Morgenthau and just like shoots her. Like he doesn't waste, wait any waste any time at all. Um, and she drops all the remaining vials of super soldier serum she has, which is probably like a dozen of them. Right. Um, and so Zemo, you know, he is, he is a man of his word. He just starts stomping on all these super soldier serums because he hates the super soldiers, which is crazy. Yeah. He, and before he gets all of them, John throws his shield and just knocks him out right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Which was crazy. There's a, and, there's a moment before we get too far away from that. There is a very brief moment where Zemo's looking at a vial and you do wonder, or at least it's made to make you wonder like, is he about to fucking take this? And it lasts for like the briefest of seconds. And I thought it was a really nice character moment where, it's like he looks at it for like a second and then he's like, nah, fuck this. And he just starts destroying him. And uh, I, I yeah. wrote in my notes, Zemo was a real G destroying the serum bios. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was the, I was surprised, too. I, they, I had the second. I'm like, oh, he's going to take yeah. it now. Uh, but I can't tell it, right? He's he's uh, still evil Baron Zemo. So, so he just wants to go back to. OG eviling and not have to deal with more superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Like he's no bullshit at least, right? Yeah. He could have easily used, even if he didn't want to use it for himself, that's leverage, yeah. you know, that has capital, but he's like, no, fuck that. I'm standing by what I yeah, said. He's true to his beliefs um, for sure. 
Yeah, and and so he almost he he gets almost all of them destroyed before Cap knocks him out. I don't even want to call him Cap. John Walker, little bitch, <laughs> knocks him out, and he hits bitch him right Cap. in the head with the shield. It was like really aggressive. And um, John looks over, and there's one vial kind of further away from where uh, Zemo was smashing them, and he just looks at it, and he just picks it up and puts it in his pocket. And so, you know, we all know what's going to happen. The Carly gets away. He didn't give a shit about her. He was just thinking about himself the whole time. And we all know where this is headed. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's where that kind of whole sequence ends, which I thought the whole sequence overall was very good. Same. All right. We are back in the little Latvian apartment in Latvia. If you didn't know, that's where we're at. Uh, Latvian apartment, Latvia. Um, I was surprised when they first went to Latvia. I thought, okay, they're going to jump to a couple places that we're going to see in the future. I didn't think all of the, you know, episodes here would be yeah. in Latvia. I thought we were going to just jump around because um obviously Latvia is pretty important. So Well, and we were thinking of Latveria, right? We were kind of confused between like is this going to be part of like is Dr. Doom going to like his his country be involved like but then I don't know. Why is I don't understand why Latvia is so prevalent in the series. Yeah. Why did they choose it? I don't know. Um, but the entire episode is here, which is weird. But it seems like maybe that just where it worked out best. I don't know. But um, <laughs> we're back in the apartment. And, you know, all this crazy fight has ended. And Zemo is basically like, super soldiers cannot be allowed to exist Sam says, isn't that how God's talking? If that's how you feel, what about Bucky? You know, that was a conversation that, that we were talking about earlier. Um, and at this point, John Walker and Battlestar break into the apartment. And they're like, okay, you got to hand over Zemo. He's all like upset. You know, he's all super pissed. And I really like this, this comment. Sam says, slow your roll, shield or no shield. The only thing you're running in here is your mouth. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, John is like really being like a, a super huge asshole. Like he's just the Captain America asshole. And then the Dora Milaje arrive. Yes. And they're like, hey, this, scene. this, this was gold because I think this really cemented John Walker's fate here. Yeah. Um, they're like, we're here for Zemo. And Zemo's just like standing there drinking tea. Um, and John is like, the Dora Milaje have no jurisdiction here. To which Io says, the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje find themselves to be. <laughs> and this is all after I think he's like, hi, I'm Captain America. And they clearly don't give a shit, yeah. right? You're not Captain America. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> and this fight, this crazy fight ensues between just John Battlestar and the Dora Milaje. Bucky and Sam at this point are not fighting. And they just start kicking John's ass. And Bucky's like, you should, we should do something. And then the funniest line to me, and I don't know why yeah, this is so I, funny, I but you just to, hear, I wrote this down too. <laughs> looking strong, John. I laughed my ass off, dude. That whole part was awesome. Yeah. Was narrating the fight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my partner Amelia and I were watching it and both of us died laughing when he says looking strong, John. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. It's just like such a simple line, but the way he said yep. it, you just completely believed it. Um, Especially that's his response to Sam saying we should do something. He just yells <laughs> out and makes fun of the guy getting his ass beat. Oh, my God. Looking <laughs> strong, John. Oh, oh my gosh. So it's good. All, <laughs> they, it, was, it was so good. 
They start playing interference, basically, and they essentially just stop the Dora Milaje from killing them for the most part. Um, Zemo finishes his tea and then just leaves. You know, yeah. he pulls an El Chapo. Suddenly close the door. <laughs> yeah, just walks right out. Um, and I think the crazy part was uh, Io basically presses some buttons on Bucky's arm. Yeah. And it just completely detaches and falls yeah, to the ground. Yeah, what did she do? I was going to rewind after and watch that again, but... Yeah, she she it's an touched something and it's an emergency like, release uh, basically. Yeah, she like the Vulcan hand grip on his arm yeah, or something. It, you know, I don't did know. Did you know she could do that? <laughs> yeah. No. no. And then uh, I think like really like the last line in this whole scene, like Battlestar says, "You all right, man?" And John replies, "They weren't even super soldiers." Like this this dude has clearly never faced failure or defeat in his life. Yeah. It seems, and it's really showing, and uh, he's a real bitch. Yes, yeah. <laughs> is really what it is. Um, I don't know. I found it so cringy throughout this entire episode. Just like you can tell that John Walker, like he's set up for failure, but like he always walks into every situation trying to be something that he's not, mm-hmm. and trying to like feel like if he is Captain America that he has like some power over people, but he, he doesn't realize that like, just because you're told you're Captain America does not mean you get the respect of Captain America. And like, he clearly is missing that. Cause every single scene, he kind of walks in as if everyone should just do whatever the fuck he wants them to do. And obviously they, they don't because you don't get the respect just cause you have the shield. Um, and I think that this episode has done really well at showing that because every scene he's in, it's like, yikes, dude, like you're out of your league here. Yeah, they obviously picked him because he was accomplished uh, military and, you know, apparent leader. So, you know, he's walking in with that field. But then, yeah, he hasn't accomplished anything with the people that he's trying to lead. Yeah, I mean, like, what is it? Uh, any respect. The government clearly didn't remember what Dr. Erskine said. He says, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Yeah. Right. And he's literally the personification of a perfect soldier. Um but we even get a scene, you know, where him and him and Lamar Battlestar, I keep calling him Battlestar because I just want to say Battlestar as many times as possible. Um, they're talking about whether they would take the super soldier serum. And Lamar's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're talking about their service in Afghanistan. He's like, you know, the things that we did were not perfectly legal, you know. And so it's like this dude is like used to like being in like this war torn, like combative country where this like shit's blowing up all over the place. And, you know, it's just this is not that. And so I don't know. It was really interesting. There's this kind of the dichotomy between Zemo asks Sam if he would take the super soldier serum if he could. And without hesitation, Sam says no. And Zemo's like, well, no hesitation. Impressive. Whereas Lamar Battlestar was like, hell yeah, I would take the super soldier serum. Um, I do. And so you can go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Finish. I was going to say you can definitely see like how they're trying to show the difference between these two types of people. Right. Do you think that that was a nod to the fact that uh, Sam will get the super soldier serum by the end of the show? And that was showing that, like, that's why he deserves it, because he's the he doesn't want it. He's the good man. Oh, damn. I didn't think about that. It's like that was the test. Like, he passed the test. Like, do you want the serum? And he's like, no. Well, what the fuck would I do with that? Just instantly. And, and that should be enough to prove that he's the one who deserves it then. 
I guess I always saw that as he's the man that deserves the shield because he doesn't want it. Yeah, true, true. I I guess I can't imagine a situation or like how they would figure out how to give him the serum. Um, I mean, I think it might just be like a life or death. Like if you need to take this serum, there are no options. If you don't take this serum, everybody's going to die somehow. I don't know what that situation is going to be. But I, but I, I do wonder. I'm not totally convinced in this theory. But that that line did make me. It's like because they made it seemed to be they made a big deal out of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, though, it's kind of like his kind of jumping on a grenade scene. He's like, no, I don't yeah. want to serum. You know, why would I need it? And so, um, yeah, it is interesting, especially in a show in which we have multiple quote unquote super soldiers. Right? Sam's just a dude with some mechanical wings. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so like when he's like kicking these people, it's like, really, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, this this guy's like Superman and you're just a dude with wings. And his AI sidekick died the first episode and like it hasn't come back yet. Have you noticed that? Where the fuck is Red Wing? Yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that they would have multiple Red Wings just kind of chilling in a box yeah. just in case Red Wing got destroyed. He's a drone. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, but, th- but those drones probably cost like a couple million dollars a piece. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's not that yeah. easy to fund them. Yeah. Speaking of that, obviously he's funded by the government. So why aren't they paying him? Why is he broke? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah the, the whole money thing has always been really weird <laughs> to me. You I know, like that whole aspect of the show. They should have figured something else better out. If I am risking my life on a daily basis for you, you should be paying me six figures easy, like yeah. no question. Um, and I do think it's funny, like, um. We'll get into this in a second, uh, but like Sam's sister took up a big, significant part of the first episode, and now we're just kind of like seeing her come back again in this one. Um, but they made a really big deal about that in that first one, and it took up a lot of time. And so it's that whole money kind of C story uh, was a big thing, but we haven't really talked about it much since. Um, is she any significance, any place else, or is, is she just a peripheral character so. here? Yeah, I don't think she his sister has any comic lore or anything behind her. Um, but it did seem weird because she seemed like she was going to be a significant part of the series after that first episode, but not too much. But why we're talking about her is basically Carly Morgenthau calls her Sam's sister and like politely threatens her. Is that the way to yeah, put it? You know, cordially threatens her. And she basically wants to use her as a means of speaking with Sam again because she thought it was the best way to tell Sam that she's serious about talking. And to do that, she calls and she's like, well, I wouldn't want to hurt such and such, such and such and such and such, you know, her kids' names. Because she's under the impression that Sam is working for John Walker. And her sister's like, well, he's definitely not working for John Walker, um, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so that happens. And then, and then basically, uh, Sam and Bucky go talk to Carly. It's like a very quick cut thing. Uh, she goes from threatening them and she's like, come alone. And she's, well, I'm bringing Bucky with me. Um, and so this is where I thought the editing got a little weird. I was confused as to what was going on because everywhere in Latvia to me looks the same. Um, but Sam and Bucky are talking to Carly Morgenthau and then Sharon Carter just comes on the earpiece as if she's been talking to him the whole time. And she's like, John Walker's on the move and he's, he's found them. I'm assuming they're talking about the little flag smasher refugee compound thing. Um, and then immediately like Carly like realizes what's going on and like hits 
one of them and starts like running towards where John and Battlestar are at. And then they go to some other place. I got confused here. I watched it twice and I'm still confused as to exactly what happened. Were they at the same building? Was it like a nearby building? I don't even know. Yeah. So I was wondering cause, cause, uh, Falcon flew away. Right. And so I'm like, all right, he's flying to someplace that's not right next door. And then all they of a look exactly the same though. Right. Yeah. yeah. The buildings look so similar. That was weird editing. But I, I think what happened is she's like, John's infiltrating the flag smasher base. Carly realizes what's happening. And so she hits one of them so that she can go to the flag smasher base to try and help them. And then they both go to the flag smasher. Is that what you got, Eric? I didn't think about it that hard. I oh, feel geez. like that's okay. the least that has no importance to the story. I feel like <laughs> it really doesn't. It just confused the hell out of me. I, I, like, yeah. I was like, I don't think this is super important, but I just I was like, why are they fighting all of a sudden? Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I just didn't, uh, I didn't really realize it either, either way. I was just like, I, I was, uh, unlike last week's episode, in fact, direct opposite to last week's episode. By this point in the episode, I was all in baby. Like I was like fully sucked <laughs> in. So I, uh, so yeah, I, I didn't even notice that to be honest with you. I was just like, yeah. So really what I think it comes down to is I think this episode was probably too long and they had to cut it down a little bit. Um, and I think we missed like a quick little transition, but it's fine because we immediately jump over to this flag smasher compound. John Walker and Battlestar are there. Um, quickly Battlestar gets knocked out and the flag smashers take him and they just tie him up. And I will say they kept showing him like in a puddle in the foreground. And I thought it was going to be like gasoline or something. And they're going to like light him on fire because they kept Ooh, showing it dripping. Did, yeah. But then it really was just a puddle. I don't know why they kept showing it. it. The editing was weird, but whatever. So John Walker starts fighting. He's like, they got Lamar. He starts fighting the flag smashers and in front of Sam. And then he takes a metal pipe, dude, and just bends it right in half. <laughs> and it becomes clear that he's taken the super soldier serum, right? Um, to which Sam goes, what did you do? And so Lamar quickly escapes. And there's this kind of quick battle between the Flag Smashers, Carly. You got Sam. You got, uh, you know, Lamar. You got John Walker and Bucky. And uh, Lamar tackles, uh, you know, one of, uh, I think it was Carly that he tackles. And then she knocks him directly into a pillar and you just see his neck just snap yeah. and dude is just instantly dead. Yeah. He just got Gwen stacy What did you guys think? Were you, were you guys surprised to see him die like that? I, yeah, I, I, it was surprising in the moment, but then the second it happened, I was like, Oh yeah, this may, it's all coming together now. <laughs> like I, I, under, I understand what's happening here. And uh, in fact, my note, this, this was my last note I took of the, of the episode. And uh, it's, it's in all caps. Lamar died. Time to go ape shit, John. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Uh, Dan, what did you think yeah, when this happened? I knew that was coming from when they first started, you know, when those two first came together and like, Oh yeah, that's how he's going to break. This guy's going to die. So I was, it was a brutal scene for sure. Uh, I didn't know when it was coming, but I fully expected that to happen. Yeah. He was kind of like the voice of reason this whole yeah. episode too. Whenever John was going a little bit crazy, he's like, hold on, man. Like what about blah, 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 blah. Um, that broke him for sure. I will say Wyatt Russell. Okay. You see him like try to like check his pulse and whatever. Wyatt Russell 
is so good at looking like an unhinged psychopath. Like his eyes just get like that, that kind of like glazed over, like I'm dead inside vibe. And I don't know how you do that as an actor, but like, I hate John Walker as a character, but I think Wyatt Russell as an actor is playing him so well. I think he's right up there with, uh, with Sebastian Stan. I just, he's good at being the most unlikable, just psychopathic asshat. And I think he's doing a good job, but at this point, story-wise, he snaps. Uh, this is this is a straw that breaks, you know, the camel's back here for John Walker, and he chases the one flag smasher, who I will say earlier in the episode was talking about how he idolized Captain America as a child, right? He knocks him down. We're in the middle of a Latvian square. There's people on their phones filming. There's all these people around. And he just starts pulling the Cap versus Iron Man move from Civil War where he just takes the shield in both hands. There's a shot of him where you see his eyes and he just looks like a deranged lunatic. And he just starts smashing it down on this guy. And he's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And he just keeps smashing it, dude, until this guy's fucking dead. And we just see the shot of him and the, the shield is all bloody. And he just looks like a raging lunatic. And then the episode just ends. Yeah, it's an epic shot. I think that's going to be an iconic shot in the MCU of uh, John Walker holding the bloody shield. Um, and I believe that was taken from or inspired by a comic book panel, right? I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's um, for sure if it was John Walker necessarily in, in the comic book panel. But uh, yeah, su- super, super, super good. Uh it's got to be, you know, Amelia pointing this out. She's like, that's got to be one of the most violent scenes in the MCU. Just, I mean, you might not have seen it all, yeah. but like. I mean, he decapitated him, right? Yeah. Like he, like there's very little question in my mind that that guy lost a head. It's, it's one of the more fucked up scenes in the MCU in terms of violence. I'd say the only other Marvel thing, even though it's not canon per se, is uh, Daredevil in the first season of Daredevil? Kingpin smashes a, a man's oh, head to yeah. death in between a car door. door. So between that and maybe the Punisher, that might be the most violent, violent. But like true MCU, like holy shit, Captain America decapitating someone with a shield. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I I couldn't have been a bigger fan of of that ending. I fucking loved it. Yeah, that was awesome ending. Yeah, I mean, it's this is definitely one of those episodes where, you know, it was kind of we were walking up towards the climax is getting up there. And then like the end was just like the peak for sure. It just it just kept getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, and I got to be honest, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in this next episode, because that was fucking nuts. I was so mad it was over. I was fast forwarding, looking for the post. Yeah, me too. I did the same thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's got to be a, there's got to be one. There's got to be one. And I was like, nope, there's not. Oh, man. So I will say this is the first time where I've been like, shit, I can't wait till next Friday. Yeah, same. This is, same. This is the I'm first the one where boat. I was like, holy shit, like I need to see this next episode. Um, But that was it. Do you guys want to say anything before we move on to our ratings? Oh, I think those two, that beginning, the opening scene and the ending scenes, man, those, those did it, man. Oh, two, yeah. Two key character development minutes and – Man, that that just those two scenes were great. Perfect bookends, yeah. right? Oh my gosh. I um so this is kind of this has to do with the the episode as a whole, not just this scene. And it might address some of the stuff that you were talking about, Tom, where 
the editing felt kind of weird. So there is a... It's a theory, but not in the way that like a like fan theories are. There's this video on YouTube, and I pulled it up. I want to encourage people to watch it. It is called Falcon and the Winter Soldier's Rewritten Storyline. It's by Nando V Movies. This guy has basically theorized and subsequently uncover a lot of evidence to prove that there was some kind of pandemic or virus storyline throughout this show that has been cut throughout the entire show. And there's a lot of very strong evidence, I think, that points to that where uh, they they referenced like tuberculosis a lot in the uh, or at least a few times, like in the refugee camps. The thought is that's all been ADR'd over. It was initially some kind of virus. Um, they're transferring. There are a lot of shots where they're transferring vac. They're very clearly transferring vaccines, but like nobody references it. It's like a, um, like 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 a truck full of vaccines or something, mm. and the idea is that these these people that Carly's taking care of are being ravaged by some kind of epidemic, and um, I think it's a very strong and and the obviously the idea is that got cut because people are not don't want to hear about that shit right now. Um, right. Shit, just go with it. I mean this this whole show was developed post you know, while we're dealing with the pandemic here. So, I mean, I don't know if they would have uh, put that in and then taken it out. Right. I mean, that's not like this show was done before COVID hit. I think you should watch the, I think there's almost no way this isn't true after I watch the video. So let's production development of this show. um, Let's see. The writing began. What is it called again? I got to write this down. Falcon and the Winter Soldier's rewritten storyline. I just searched missing plot Falcon and winter soldier missing plot line. It's the first video. Yeah. It shows up pretty quickly. I found it very quickly here. Um, Yeah. So yeah, they were, they were very convincing though before the pandemic. I miss what you said there, Eric. I think we were talking over each other. Oh, I, I, uh, nothing important. I was just saying it it, it is very convincing. I feel. And if, if it is true, I think it's also been um, if they have cut out this whole plot line, they've done a good job of it on the whole. Like it hasn't been detrimental to the series. I I feel like. Um, Yeah. They almost had, they almost had half a year before, before COVID hit when they were actually filming it. They were filming for that long before COVID hit. They started in October of 2019. Really? Wow. So I guess they had some time there for sure. But uh, but interesting. But I th- I think that's interesting, and I think that might be what you might be picking up on, Tom, in terms of like the editing is uh is particularly weird in some yeah, places. Yeah, and you know, like I, I guess I know a lot of people aren't like really in tune to that. I guess I get like a little, I get a little like hyper focused on some random details sometimes. And I think I, I'm I'm gonna watch this later today because it's like a 16 minute video. Yeah, yeah, it's a um, longer one. But there's been something about this show that I'm like, why is it edited so strange? And I feel like some of the plot lines are just weird and maybe that might be what it is, um, which that ha- like they take storylines out of shows and movies all the time. Totally. It's not super uncommon. Um, and so that definitely when it, when it happens more, when they take big like segments out of a story or change stuff, it can definitely make the editing funky. 
And it's been really hard with this show to like be like, why did that feel so strange? Um, or why does it feel like there's not enough connected tissue here? Um, so yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just, and whether it's, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it is, uh, yeah, like, it's just uh, it, very interesting to think about, especially if you're into, like, the construction of uh, how a show comes together and stuff like that. You know what's funny is that I was reading a lot online, too, that a lot of people think that the upcoming James Bond movie that's been uh, delayed uh, 17,000 times actually has to do with the villain creating a virus as well. And it's just, it's just weird that that's, that's all happening in the worst time ever, right? You know? I feel like, and I think you just said something or, or we're about to allude to this. It's like, do people care that much? Like, can yeah, people I mean, really not separate all. reality from fiction? Like, like, yeah. Hey, listen, like, people feeling, kind of have their feelings hurt. So yeah. About like, I think it's more... Just release it. I think it's more just over... Uh, cautious studio execs. I mean, I can't imagine people would not watch something because it has something sad that's vaguely similar to reality. It's like that's every piece of fiction. <laughs> like, I think problem is it only takes one person now and they yeah. ruin it for the rest of us, right? So. Twitter, Twitter gives everyone yeah. a voice, you know, and it's like, well, they're being disrespected. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And any movie, I mean, half the world died in, in Infinity War and, you know, it's, I don't yeah, know, it still it's entertainment. Movie. Yeah, it's, who cares? But uh, that's interesting. I'm going to have to watch that later today. So it's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier's re Rewritten Storyline. Yes. Nando versus Movies is the. Yeah. V Movies. V Movies. Yeah, it'll be something good to watch later. <laughs> All right. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes and films out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. Um, Dan, you're our guest today. What are you going to give this episode out I'll of give, six? Stones? I'll give this. I would give this. I'll, I'm going to give it a five, Ooh, based on okay. solely the first and last five minutes. Um, in between was just okay. Probably a four, if not for the those two key things for me, um, but super good show i'm super happy with it five it is absolutely all right eric up to you my friend what are you giving this episode i am gonna give this one it's in between a, a four and a five for sure for me um i think i'll probably s still go four um just because a lot happened in this episode that i liked but it's but it's I, I I could see the next two episodes potentially being way better. Um, so I want to leave some room to like, th there, there's a lot that they could still do that, that I would be interested to see, but I did really, this was my favorite episode so far of this show easily. Like no, yeah. no question. Um, so was it for your highest rating then? I think it yeah. is. Yeah, I think it is. What did you give last week? I'm trying to remember. Probably like a two. Last week fucking sucked. I, <laughs> oh I, I hated last week's episode. Let's but, see. Uh, um, last I, I, I was going four on this uh, while I was watching it until the end scene, but yeah. a scene with Bucky at the beginning, scene at the end, uh, sealed the deal for me. Yeah, they are very yeah. big character development scenes. I love it. Yep. Last week you gave it a three. Did I? So 
Um, so for me here, I'll walk through my reasonings here and then I'll give my score. Um, okay. I'll just give my score. It's a five for me. Um, I kind of do like amazing, great, good, average, poor, really bad. That's six to one. That's how I do it. And I thought this episode was great. Um, there was some weird editing, but I, I let all that go. Uh, the Wakanda scene in the beginning, amazing. Um, like seeing the Dora Milaje in there. Uh, as I said at the beginning, there was a lot of different scenes, a lot of action, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of like, there was at least 10 lines where I was like, that was a great line. That was a funny quip. And a lot more hit this episode than I thought the last three episodes combined. It just, you know, just these random lines were just, it felt good. It felt like it was flowing in a way that made sense. You know, <laughs> looking strong, John, you know, all these things. Like, I thought it was really funny. Um, I like Zemo a lot in this episode. Um, maybe at least as much as the last one, if not more. Um, I thought, you know, kind of seeing some of the super soldier serum stuff. Battlestar dying was good. Seeing John unhinged was really good. The fight between the door Milaje and, you know, everyone else just really good. And then obviously that scene at the end, um, this is the first episode. I was like, wow, that was great. I can't wait for next week. And to me, it just, I, I think it's a five. So five out of six infinity stones for me. And, uh, I'm hoping next week will be a six. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it seems yet. Seems like no, not for me. After not. every episode of WandaVision was six, and now you haven't had a six yet. <laughs> well, WandaVision was clearly perfect, as we all know and agree on this podcast. Um, but yeah, it seems like everything's trending upward right now, and so I'm, I'm hyped up and I'm ready to go. Um, so, so do you guys think that John Walker makes it out of this as an alive villain or redeems himself or gets dead? I call for redemption all the way. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, I but don't maybe, think you maybe can his redeem... redemption will be him dying. I don't know. I think the only chance at redemption he has is self-sacrifice. You... If he dies, yeah. Yeah, you cannot redeem yourself from decapitating a guy with the symbol of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah, you can't. I you can't do that. You just can't. Uh, I, I think I was he's trying to think die. of what his path would be if he, you know, becomes a villain. But I didn't come up with anything. So yeah. I heard I read some interesting theories of like maybe they could throw him in the Thunderbolts, which I could see. But I I don't know. So and again, I know you you were. I still feel like he's just a not as good Homelander. And I don't like every time I see him, I'm just like, yeah, like he's fine. But this would be probably 10 times as good if the actor for Homelander was playing this character. And. I don't I feel like it would be a poor choice for Marvel to continue this character that is based on an MCU character and a poor imitation of a the boys character all in one. And yeah, which like, is already an imitation of Marvel to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Right? Well, Superman. Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of the, you know, the Boy Scout comic characters of the world. Um, right. But I 100 percent think he's dying and that's how he's redeeming himself at the end. I think that'd be, I think that would be my preferred outcome. But also, I mean, I try, like maybe they'll do something crazy with it, and I'm sure it'll be good, or at worst, fine. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, I would love yeah. to be surprised, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It it'll be interesting. I'm not sure if there's really a. Uh, I'm sure there. Okay, Kevin Feige has a place for anyone. Like I'm always like, I don't know what their place would be in the MCU. I'm sure they could figure something out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's 100% dying at this point. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I think next episode will be very, very interesting to see how they handle 
the Captain America of that universe decapitating a dude who was basically <laughs> helpless yeah. and wasn't putting up a fight. So. Uh, I'm very interested. Um, we'll see. Um, but let's move on to recommendations. Eric, do you got anything to recommend to us this week? Yeah, so I know I've said and I've stuck to this on this show that I'm not going to be recommending things for the most part until I finished with them. I've not finished with this, but it's been long enough to where I'm confident. Um, I would like to recommend the show Invincible on Amazon Prime. How much did you watch of it? I've I'm up to date. I've watched all six episodes all so far. Episodes out, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, that comic is so good. I haven't watched the show yet, though. I've been wanting to. So I've not read the comic. Um, from what I can tell from the review bombs, people are very upset that there is now one black character and one gay character, and uh, you know, obviously that's not okay. Um, if you're a fucking idiot. So, yeah. but uh. Idiots. But as someone who's like never read the comics and just watching it as like a show, it's super entertaining. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's an interesting take on, you know, I mean, there are several kind of like, what if the Justice League was like this instead? And this is one of those kinds of shows for sure. Um, but it's done in a very interesting way. Um, I don't even know how much I, w- I want to say it, it's like, it's so, go ahead. I, I guess I would just say to you, Eric, and, and maybe if anyone is familiar, like the comic run of ultimate Spider-Man yep. by Brian Michael Bendis. Yep. Yep. It's like 150 issues. It's ridiculous, but it's all really good. Mm-hmm. It's like a coming of age superhero story. Invincible is very similar in tone to that, at least in reading it. And so, yeah. Except but for like with a hundred times more brutal. Yes. Yes. It's yeah, much yeah, more violent. Yeah. That's yeah. For sure. And it and it tackles a lot of adult topics. But like, if you like Ultimate Spider-Man, you should definitely check out Invincible. Yeah, I agree. That that tone comes through in the show as well. Um, you definitely get Ultimate Spider-Man vibes from what I've heard, though. And I think this is, at least to in my opinion, to its benefit, the show. Again, from what I've heard, this is not personal experience. Um, sounds like the show focuses a little bit more on some of the adult characters more than the main character of Invincible. And it's more it seems more evenly split than it sounds like the comic book is. Sounds like the comic is like 80% Invincible and like high school shenanigans. Um, the show so far is not like that. It's very much more like 50-50. But I hmm. think that's um, the character. I mean, six episodes in. The characters are very fleshed out, and I like almost all of them. Um, so I think that choice has been to the show's benefit. Again, if you are if you are super attached to the comic book, it sounds like there are some differences. So like, prepare yourself. But I, I mean, it's very entertaining um, to me. So I would, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend that. And that's on what Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty good. I watched the first episode. It's it's decent. Yeah, yeah. I have the stack of invincible trades sitting on my shelf for two years that have not been touched. Oh nice. man. I bet uh something has to be good to read that many issues of a comic. Yeah. But I will say I read the entire series of Invincible, which I think ends up being what, like a hundred like yeah, it's like a hundred something. Like a hundred no, I think 50. it's more than that. Let's see. The Invincible comic, I think, goes through 160 or something issues. Um, 
I can't find it, but um, let's see. Maybe I will find it. Yeah, it's like up to 144 maybe. Um, it is consistently great, and so I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, but, but before we go to me, Dan, we'll go over to you. What do you have to recommend this week? Oh, man, I was trying to think about this because I don't have time to read, right? So my Invincible stuff sitting there, Saga sitting there. But I, you mentioned Homelander, and I was going to recommend The Boys. Yeah. Um, both the show and the comics. I don't yeah. know if you guys have talked about this before, but um, I'm halfway through the comic series, caught up on the show. I don't think it matters. I'm doing them both at the same time. You don't need to read one or watch one first, but that's really solid. Uh, love that stuff a lot. And, uh, DC show star girl. Uh, star girl. Oh yeah. I like that a lot. We've been watching it as a family show. Uh, maybe a little bit questionable for some language for my, my 10 year old daughter, but, um, that's, it's a really good show. I, I like it a lot. It's probably the best DC, you know, I think it's a CW show. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the best one that they've done. Dang. Um, yeah, only one season. The next one, I think season two starts in May. Uh, so it's created by Jeff Johns. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Um, they they did some good stuff with it, I think. So Star awesome. Girl is from the JSA? Is yeah. that what it is? Yep. Yeah, Justice Society. Interesting. I didn't know that that was a show. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, hmm. Respectable effects and... Uh, pretty good first season so that's good nice and uh you know i listen to audiobooks since i don't have time to read um so i can multitask but a couple weeks before eric disrecommended ready player two i had just started it (laughs) oh no oh no uh i i have to finish things even yeah i'm the same uh, way you know so it's all right. I, I can, I'm only, I'm still only about two thirds of the way done with it, but, um, it's all right. It's nothing spectacular. But yeah. I th- no, okay. I agree. It's like, I, I didn't hate it. It's just like, it's all right. And it's like, you can, t- I felt like you can just, the author just comes off as such a, a loser. And I don't think it's intentional. Like, like in, in particular, the way he writes like relationships between characters like it's just so cringy sometimes but uh but the, i like the idea of an intentional loser <laughs> yeah no i i that's fine like if the point of the book is to come off like a loser then that's great but i don't like that's not the sense that i that i got from that book but i will say dan i think the last leg of that book introduces the most interesting thing about the book. So I think you'll, you'll be, uh, pleased once you, once like, like, Finish it up. Yeah. yeah you got yeah. through the shit. Now you're, you know, you're in home clear. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping he wraps some changes, some stuff. I, I wasn't a fan. I mean, spoiler is the books like six months old or a year old now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Fast forward uh, a minute. I wasn't if you a care. fan that what he did with, uh, basically making, uh, what's his name into, uh, crazy villain copying his, girl his best friend's girlfriend that he stalked yeah 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 as someone who knows (laughs) absolutely nothing about this book that sounded super fucking crazy (laughs) but i'm just i don't want to know anything don't tell me but uh you guys read some weird shit all right so so wait so we got the boys so the boys and star girl star girl but not really ready player two um it's kind of just like eh. 
it's okay. I mean, I, I'm easily entertained. I, I'm only, like I said, I'm only halfway done. Um, I would still say if you like the first one, you probably need to read the second one just because. Um, so completionist. I'll, I'll report back when I finish and see if it's a full on recommend. I love it. There we go. And then if you want to read or actually not read this, well, you could read it or listen to it. I listen to it. It's there's a there's a Sandman comic uh, Audible oh, yeah. adaptation. What? Um, huh. So it's it's like it's red, but it's not red. Um, so it, interesting. It's, it's good. They did about the first, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 percent of the Sandman series. I hear they're doing some more books. Additionally, it must have went over well. Aren't they so, making a series for that now, too, on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They've been trying to make a series out of Netflix, that. But that's coming to TV for sure. There's too much money on the table there. I uh, think. But at the, this Audible thing's pretty good. Is that the one with hmm. James McAvoy? Uh, yes. Nice. Probably. Let's see. The Sandman. Because, well, technically, uh, Lucifer is part of Sandman. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. James Mangold for HBO. Uh, huh. I'm trying to find it. What are you looking for, Tom? Yeah, I don't know. What I'm looking for. at the this guy named Tom Sturridge is supposed to play the. I'm looking you're at looking Sandman. Shows, yeah, the, the TV, TV show. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah, there's an Audible thing, which is like a. It's like an it's audio like drama. An audio play. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I oh, listened okay. to a yeah, similar yeah, one for that. Ender's Game, and I liked it a lot. So I, yeah, I'll, I'll check out the Sandman one. Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings is death. No She's uh, Darcy, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds interesting. All right. I feel like you guys gave a lot of good recommendations. I got shit. So I'm changing mine up a little bit. Read <laughs> Invincible alongside watching it. Yeah, yeah. I will say, yeah. um, Amelia and I watched. Uh, Avengers Endgame, and I haven't seen it in about a year at least. We watched the other day. That shit still makes me cry, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That movie, I know Dan is not as big of a fan as I am, but that movie is as close to 7 out of 6 Infinity Stones as you can get. <laughs> Even though that's not possible, I get it, but that movie to me is is great. We watched it actually, um, I'd call it Snyder Cut style. We watched it an hour at a time, you know, since like three hours long, and oh, man. I just love that movie so much. Um, and it, it is kind of weird seeing, you know, while the snap is going on, I was like, this is so like pandemic-y. Yeah. Where like everything's shut down and no one's around anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, if you haven't watched a lot of the MCU movies, my, my recommendation for this week was kind of generic. It was just like, take the time to go rewatch more of them, especially ones that connect to these shows that we're watching. Um, next up, I'm going to watch all the movies with Loki in them, right? Since Loki's coming up. It's just really good to go back and, and watch them in context with these shows. I think it makes them more enjoyable. I know that was the case with uh, with WandaVision and with this show, you know, watching Winter Soldier, all these things. Um, highly recommend it. It's all on Disney+. Plus. You have Disney+, Plus because you're watching this show, um, unless it's a Spider-Man movie. So highly recommend you do that. Um, it'll make the experience for both the movies and the shows more enjoyable, 100%. So, All right. That'll wrap us up for today. If you want to reach out to us, um, you can hit us up at Twitter, at Infinity Rewatch, or you can shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. I do want to point out um, there was an interesting comment we got from our friend Clay Scarface. Let me find it. Da, 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 da. Um, 
He said, for, the, for this next episode, the comparison of John Walker's Do You Know Who I Am compared to Bucky having to say to the cops in the last episode about Sam, Do You Know Who He Is? They, he, he said, I think this is an important mm. switch, uh, which I hadn't thought about that either in, in the last episode. Very interesting. You know, Do You Know Who I Am? He has all of the kind of uh, quote unquote power or, you know, privilege of having the title of Captain America versus Do You Know Who He Is when we're in Baltimore? talking about Sam with the cops kind of going a little bit crazy. Um, just another kind of subtle uh, display of, um, you know, just two different situations, two different people. Very subtle, but I think uh, very interesting. So good comment there. Yeah. If you want to reach out like to us that. once again, infinity watch, the infinity watch podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at infinity rewatch. And we will close it out today. Thanks for joining us, Dan. My and- pleasure. Fucks a billionaire. Fucks a billionaire. Fucks them all. They have all the Turkish delights, and we want to have a little bit of them too because they're delicious. <laughs> we want to feed them to their children. Let me sing you a little Baba Black Sheep or whatever the little nursery rhyme is so that you'll give me information. <laughs> Even though in real life you would probably run away screaming because I sound like a. You know, a German, you know, sociopathic pedophile, but you know, <laughs> I got little candies for you, children. So come, come, come. Oh, 